Welcome to the Simply Resilient Podcast, episode number 107, Working with Your Circumstances. My name is Jessie Ellertson, and I am a certified life coach, a 15-year military wife, and a mother of six. I love working with flowers, playing games, and going to the movies, and I'm a huge fan of my husband and kids, sleeping in, and everything about food. I have created this podcast as a free resource for military wives who want to improve the experience that they are having while their service member is deployed. If you are ready to thrive while your husband is away, then you are in the right place. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I am excited to talk to you today about circumstances. Now, pause right here if you have never listened to an episode where I talk about the CTFAR model that I use in all of my coaching. I have a few different episodes that address that directly, and I will link to those in the show notes so that you can go check those out. But hopefully at this point, you've listened to enough episodes that you have uh, at least a general idea of what I'm talking about when I reference the circumstances. So I'll just quickly say that in the CTFAR model, the C stands for circumstances. And so it's the very first line of the model. It's very important. And we talk about it a lot. And there is so much power in learning to work with our circumstances. And that's what I wanted to talk about today. The way that we often talk about the model, particularly here on the podcast and where we usually start in coaching and with mind management is we learn to separate our circumstances from our thoughts. So basically when we do a brain dump and we write down everything that we're thinking about a certain topic, then we go through and we separate out fact, which are the circumstances, the facts of the matter with what we're thinking about it, our opinion, our experience, our thoughts about it. That is the very first and very most awesome, powerful step when it comes to circumstances. The next thing that we'll talk about when it comes to circumstances is really, really showing ourselves that circumstances are neutral, meaning we don't want you to think and feel neutrally about your circumstances, but they in and of themselves are neutral. And then as soon as you think something about them, and you always will, that is when they they lose their neutrality for you. But in the circumstance line, it's just the facts at hand. They're neutral and all thoughts are available to think about that circumstance. And that's what we mean when we say it's neutral. So when we drill that point home, sometimes my listeners or my clients will start to take on this misconception that they should feel neutrally about their circumstances. And seeking to feel neutral about something is available to you, but I don't recommend it. I want to feel things about the circumstances of my life. And I know that comes from my thoughts. And the power is just knowing that your circumstances are not good or bad. They're neutral. And then what I think is what makes me feel good or bad about my circumstances. And that gives me all the power because I get to choose. So that's the next place that we'll definitely spend quite a bit of time in coaching is making sure that you have that clear distinction that your circumstances are neutral and your thoughts are what create your feelings about your circumstances. Your feelings never come from your circumstances. I want to add here really quickly that you logically understand that. In case you've missed that, when we spend time on this piece, it can seem oversimplified or like something that doesn't need to have a lot of time spent on it. But the reason that we spend a lot of valuable time there is because your higher brain knows the model. Your higher brain knows that your circumstances are neutral. You have thoughts about your circumstances. That's what creates your feelings. From there, you take actions and create your results in your life. But your lower brain, ooh, your lower brain really struggles with the model because 
right on track. Your lower brain wants your feelings to come from your circumstances. Your lower brain wants to skip the thought line for whatever reason. And we don't have to ever stop our lower brain from wanting to skip the thought line. We just have to know that's what it wants to do so that we can continually and lovingly remind it that the thought line is everything. And we don't want to skip it because that's when we're disempowered. That's when we feel like victims to our circumstances. Because if there were no thought line, then our circumstances would have to change in order for us to feel any differently than we're feeling about them. As soon as we slow that down for our lower brain and remind it that no, 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 circumstances are neutral and I'm having a lot of thoughts about my circumstances, which is why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling and I can keep thinking these thoughts and feeling this way. I can make tiny adjustments to these thoughts and start feeling a little bit different or I can make big adjustments to these thoughts and start feeling a lot different. All those options are available to me, but I do not absolutely need my circumstances to change in order to feel better. Okay, so when we talk about circumstances, those are the main points we hit, especially in beginning coaching, you might say. But I want to introduce you guys to a few more concepts and nuances when it comes to the circumstance line that can be very, very powerful in your life. When we talk about not needing to change the circumstance line, we sort of start to get it into our head that we never should change the circumstance line. But I would like to open you up to the concept that the circumstance line changes all the time whether we are changing it or other people are changing it, right? The circumstances is just the facts of our life, the facts of our circumstances. And sometimes things around us change without us doing anything and we just have to accept our new circumstances. Sometimes we can take action in order to change our circumstances and all of that is available to you. So that is the first nuance that I want to address is that I want you to give yourself permission to change the circumstance whenever you want to. The only reason that you wouldn't want to do that is if you were relying on changing the circumstance in order to feel better. As long as you're being truthful with yourself, that your thoughts are what are creating your feelings, not the circumstance, and that when you change the circumstance, it allows you to more easily think different thoughts. That's that's an important distinction. It's not that you will now feel different because the circumstances are different. You are thinking new, different thoughts, which create new feelings. And those thoughts were available to you in the old circumstance, whatever that was, but it was possibly much harder to think them took a lot more work, a lot more uh, dedication and intentionality to think them in the old circumstances. And you can change the circumstance so that it's not so much work. I have a couple of examples for you about this. The first one was I had a client who was in a very challenging situation where she was living. She and her family lived in a home where their neighbors were extremely challenging. And they'd been in this home for years and the neighbors were just getting worse and worse and worse. And basically a a new episode of challenge came up with these neighbors. We don't need to get into the details because it doesn't really matter. But she came to me saying, now I know I'm not supposed to change my circumstances, but this is just so hard. And I just reached out to her and I said, you know, it is totally okay to change your circumstances. Like without realizing it, when we start to do this work, that is kind of just that misconception that we begin to internalize is I can feel however I want, no matter my circumstances. And so it would be like cheating to change my circumstances. And I just really want to give you permission 
that one of the tools in your tool belt is to change your circumstances. Again, as long as you're being honest with yourself that I didn't need to change these circumstances. I could have done all the thought work and found new ways to think and feel even in those current circumstances, but I didn't want to. I tried that for a while. It wasn't working. I was ready for new circumstances. I know I don't need these new circumstances to feel the way I want to feel. I just want to change my circumstances to make all of this less work for me. And that's totally fine. So in that moment, this, this client was wanting to move. And for a lot of reasons, that was, that was a big decision and she was feeling conflicted about it. But one of the ways she was feeling conflicted was she knew that she was just changing her circumstances. <laughs> and so I thought, really, that's all you need to know. You just need to have that awareness that my brain is going to come along with me right? What I want to think when I'm at home is that I'm safe and like I have nice neighbors or that this is a good place to raise my family. These are some of the things that she wanted to be thinking that were really hard to think in her current home because of her circumstance line, everything that was going on with her neighbors, that all those thoughts are available to her to think and believe even with very challenging neighbors. But when she was able to move, which she did, they sold their house, bought a new house, and she just gave herself permission to change the circumstances. And she was honest with herself about it, that she brought her brain with her. And in her new house, those thoughts were easier to think. And yet she still brought her brain along with her. She still found her lower brain, found other things to have problems with in the new house. And she was very honest with herself about that as well, knowing I'm going to change my circumstances and I know it won't solve everything. I will still need to do thought work. I will still be bringing my brain with me. My brain will still find problems. We can definitely find this in a, in a job situation too. We can leave a job, get a new job and have trouble with the new job because if we're lying to ourselves about changing the circumstance, the sneaky lie is that changing the circumstance is going to make everything all better. And the honesty we need there is that the old circumstances are 50-50 and the new circumstances are 50-50 and all of it will require mind management, just different, different kind of mind management, just a different set of 50-50. So that's my first nuance here is when give yourself permission to change the circumstance. It's totally okay. Totally okay. The second point that I want to make is Another way we can work with our circumstances is that we can intentionally keep the circumstances the same if we identify something that we want to practice. It doesn't mean you'll keep it the same forever, but you might identify something that's challenging for you or brings up a troubling thought for you. And we might even discover what the solution is, or it might be very easy to change the circumstance in order for that to, you know, quote unquote resolve, even though that you know, just like we talked about before, it doesn't really resolve it. It just brings you a new set of 50-50. But when you identify something that you do want to work on, that you're wanting to practice a new way of thinking, change your belief, um, make that new neural pathway to make that new belief easier, you can intentionally keep the circumstance line the same in order to practice that. So we'll talk about this in coaching kind of in bigger terms where we say like, oh, my my husband, or you know, if you're having trouble with one of your children, they are your best teachers at that. Whatever that thing is you've identified that you're practicing. Maybe you're practicing not being a people pleaser. Maybe you're practicing not making things mean anything about you. Maybe you're practicing not needing to have so much control or not attempting to control other people. And you can identify that, oh my goodness, this child of mine or this husband of mine or this coworker of mine 
is one of my best teachers for this thing that I'm working on. They give me, by spending time with this person, I get so much practice. So that's one way to talk about it. But what's interesting about that way is we often have really no, not no option. We often don't want to change those circumstances, right? Like if it was something that was very challenging to live with, we obviously could, you know, no longer be married to that person or or no longer work with that coworker. But there's in those kind of bigger examples, changing the circumstance is definitely much more complicated and not as simple and often not what we want. So I want to give you an example of a of a smaller way that you might implement this this uh, point that I'm making here. Uh, I'll give you again an example from a client. So I was coaching a client and I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again. You can get coached on anything. You guys, that's one thing I love about life coaching and mind management is there's really tiny issues and there's really big issues and all is fair game and all is worth working on. All is worth taking a look at. And sometimes my clients will bring to me something very small and they'll almost be like embarrassed that they want to talk about it because it is a seemingly small issue. And I get so excited. Like I'll go heavy and deep with you or I'll go for the lighter, smaller topics. And all of them, we can learn stuff about our brains and uh, make tons of progress in whatever area we're working on. And my favorite part is that the progress we're making in that area ripples out into other areas of our life, which is, it's like... It's like just a bigger bang for your buck. I love that. I love that multitasking that, or I don't know if that's the right word, but that kind of multi-reward, that layered reward that you get. When I spend time working in this area, I'm going to actually see an improvement in in a parallel thought line in another area of my life. That's my favorite thing because I love having that efficiency. (laughs) Okay. So this client was, had noticed something about herself. She noticed that when she got home from a trip, that she usually put her suitcase away pretty quickly. But for this specific trip that she had been on, it had been a week and her suitcase was still out. Now, when I say that, some of you might think like, oh, a week, that's no big deal. Or a week, that's so long, right? And this is a very personal and subjective thing that there's no right or wrong amount of time for unpacking from a trip. But in her mind, she had kind of a definition set up for the right amount of time to unpack from a trip is like within 24 hours. But then she had just had some circumstances come up that had not allowed her to get to that suitcase. She'd been so, so busy since she got home from her trip. And because the bag stayed out so long, it showed her some interesting things going on in her brain. It was, the bag was sitting in her bathroom, I think. And so she walked by it several times a day as she would go into her room to get something, go into her bathroom to get something, getting ready for bed at night when she was just too tired to put it away. And she noticed some very intense, critical self-judgment thoughts that that really surprised her. She didn't know that these sneaky little guys were hiding in there. And what we kind of figured out during the session was that one reason that she had that rule for herself, that she would put away her bag usually so quickly after a trip, like almost just right after getting home, was because of these sneaky little thoughts that were in there. And she sort of subconsciously knew they were in there. And in order to not judge herself, she would change the circumstance and put her bag away right away. And so this was really one of the first times in a long time that her bag had stayed out and those sneaky little judgments came to the surface and they were pretty intense. They were they were very critical and very strong words about who she was and what that bag meant about her. And the reason this was so fascinating for both of us to discuss was that she didn't believe those things about herself. But with that 
current circumstance of that suitcase sitting there and her not making time to put it away it her her brain her lower brain pulled out these judgments of saying if you're a person who doesn't unpack your suitcase for a week after a trip then that means you're blank 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 whatever all the judgments that she was passing on herself disorganized sloppy disgusting you know i don't remember exactly what it was but i remember that they they really caught her off guard because she didn't think she thought that about herself now just because our lower brain offers it to us doesn't mean we believe it or really think it But it's interesting that that pattern was in there and she didn't even know that she had been sort of hiding from it by always just unpacking her bag very quickly. And what's so cool about this, what's so cool about working on kind of a tiny problem like this is then you can start to kind of crack open. What else am I running away from because of some secret, you know, sneaky judgments that I have about myself? In what other ways do I manage my circumstance line in order to avoid judging myself? And it's, it's not to say that you can't come home and unpack your bag on day one after a trip, but not in an attempt to run away from yourself. I love to let these sneaky, sometimes painful, un, maybe unwanted or, or something you're not wanting to take a look at it. I love to let them come up and get a breath of air because that's the only way we can learn about them, understand them, work with them, tweak them, and get them to what you want them to be. But if you keep them hidden, you don't even realize the ways that you are operating and making decisions based off like not letting those come up. So as she began to work through just these interesting patterns that were coming up from her for her, and we were able to identify that those were not true for her, not what she really believed about herself and not what she wanted to spend any time thinking about, but she could kind of see why her lower brain was offering them to her and see how, just start to find that pattern of the way that she had run away from those judgments in this area and other areas. And she can just start to loosen up all of that. And then we even came up with, you know, the plan, the new plan, the new thought plan. Now that we're very aware of the current thought plan when it comes to these judgments, she came up with the new thought plan. And basically that is all is usually for me, the new thought plan is usually just answering my lower brain in that moment, reassuring my lower brain in that moment that those things aren't even true. And here's what I do know about myself, what I believe about myself, what I've decided to think about myself, even if I don't unpack my suitcase for a day or for a week. And, and then I challenged her with something interesting. This is kind of the bringing this point home of keeping the circumstance the same in order to practice. I challenged her to keep that suitcase out for like another 10 days. And that made her so uncomfortable. And we were both kind of laughing because again, it's this small circumstance line, you know, just a suitcase on a counter, right? Just, and just thinking about leaving it out for 10 more days just made like her skin crawl, which showed her how much power those little judgments had just just nagging at her and and um it was just very fascinating and so she took me up on my challenge and she kept the suitcase out i don't know if it was 10 more days i think maybe it was another week and every day that gave her four or five or six times a day the perfect opportunity to practice reassuring her brain when those judgments would come up and they came up every time she walked by the suitcase but if she put the suitcase away that opportunity for practice would then be gone. Now, all of this to be said, I just want to kind of play with your brain here. Again, you can put your suitcase away on day one, but I want you to do it just because that's what you want to do, just because that's fun. Fun to have a clean room, not because then you have permission to believe that you're a good, clean, responsible, organized person. 
And then, and this, and this challenge is you start to kind of look for this in yourself. If you're going to challenge yourself to keep the circumstance around in order to practice, make sure you're doing it from that place of, of love and growth and not from a place of like punishing yourself or, or from a place of like, I should do this because Jesse talked about this on the podcast. Only do it if you feel like you're in a good place for this. If it's something that you've come up with that new thought plan or that response and reassurance for that you're just wanting a little extra practice on and push yourself uh, if that feels, if you feel ready, if that feels comfortable, but don't, don't, uh, don't go too big with this. I think it's just kind of an interesting idea to play around with. Okay. The last point that I want to make about working with the circumstance line is that one easy way to identify if you are relying on the circumstance line in order to feel better, which we just accidentally do. We don't mean to, (laughs) we, we need those very frequent reminders for our lower brain that the circumstances are not where our relief lies. And that's why we run models, right? That's why we coach ourselves. That's why we get coached is because the model is the perfect way, the perfect like visual, mathematical, measurable way to show ourselves and remind ourselves over and over and over again that the thought line comes in between the circumstance and the feeling line. But one way to really know quickly and easily if you're accidentally doing that is if you find yourself thinking the word stop. Now, let me elaborate here for a second. I really like it in my self-coaching. I like to have built in what I call kind of like a red flag. And I use that not really in the way we talk about when we're saying like, oh, this person has a red flag. I set up flags in my own brain so that when I hear a certain keyword or phrase, I know it's my own red flag to say, oh, I'm letting my lower brain run the show basically. So my red flag in this area for myself, my personal flag that I have set up is if I catch my thoughts being really focused around this word stop, then I'm then I'm on to myself very quickly and easily that, oh, I've been letting my lower brain run the show in, in the last few minutes, in the last few hours, when it comes to this topic, what you know, whatever it is. But I because it, our brains are so sneaky and because we're all doing so much at once, I want to be able to be on to myself quickly without having to like work very hard at it. And so I love to come up with these personal flags. So when I let me now explain, that's what the flags mean. Now let me explain what the word stop means. So for me, what it sounds like is it's usually meaning something outside of me needs to stop. So a person needs to stop doing or saying that the world needs to stop being hyper-focused on this, or they need to stop, you know, this needs to stop happening in politics. This needs to stop. Now, I'm not saying things shouldn't stop, but without even realizing it, my brain will get super focused on how everybody else needs to change and everybody else needs to stop. And then I can feel better. And while the, you know, some of those circumstances changing would be beneficial for like a lot of people, including me, that's never where I need to start. And that's never where I want to be focusing. So I am in by no means saying that there aren't things in the world that need to stop. But when I think that word a lot, I realize that I am putting, I am relying on something changing in my circumstance line in order for me to feel better because someone somewhere needs to stop doing something and then I'll feel better. And another little caveat that I put in my podcast pretty frequently is you have to remind yourself when you're listening to these episodes and to my tips and counsel and advice and all of that, that all of this advice applies to functional 
situations and functional relationships. So if, if you are in a dysfunctional relationship and you're thinking the word stop about something that someone, a way that someone is treating you that is dysfunctional, meaning abusive or dangerous or, you know, excessive or or anything like that, that's an appropriate time to be thinking the word stop. And that's an appropriate thing to be watching for. And then, and then doing what you can to help that circumstance stop. But when I'm, what I'm talking about is when someone's doing something that's annoying me or someone's doing something that I don't agree with and, and none of that goes, you know, uh, affects my like personal boundaries. It's just something that my brain is saying, oh, they have to stop. Why can't they stop? And it's just something that is not, um, it doesn't go beyond, it, it's a, it's in a functional situation. So I just want to make sure I'm regularly adding that caveat because I never want anyone to use the advice and tips that I'm offering here to keep themselves in a situation that is damaging and dysfunctional. So I hope that that makes sense. Okay. I hope that this episode helps your brain start to play around with the circumstance line and just start to see how powerful it is and how much understanding the circumstance line and learning to work with it and use it can really add to your thought work journey and to you empowering yourself to create the life that you want to live. And that is what I have for you guys today. Are you ready to take what you are learning here on this podcast to the next level? Then let's work together. I would be honored to be your life coach and help you create the life you dream about by focusing on what is always in your control, your mindset. Are you ready for everything in your life to feel different and better without needing to change any of your circumstances? Then schedule a free call with me by going to my website, simplyresilient.net. I can't wait to work with you.